This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID, the smart choice for MDL implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant and UL certified for all transaction modes. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Now celebrating our 90th anniversary. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Amphicast, everyone. This week is the latest in our 90th anniversary series of Behind the Curtain, and I'm here with Ampa team member Rob Sturchik. Rob, welcome to your first appearance on the Amphicast. Yeah, great to be here. You know, I've, I've listened to so many of them, and uh, it's great to be uh, finally behind the mic, so yeah. to speak. So, you know, what we've been doing, Rob, is talking to different people about what they do at AMVA, what their role is, kind of their take on the history of AMVA. Um, and yours is an interesting one because you are, you're in a role now at AMVA, but it is the latest chapter in what's been uh, a long story of you coming in and out of AMVA, in and out of the community um, that started back in, you tell me. Yeah, 1991. And it, it has certainly been a journey. There's no doubt about it. You know, I, I started in, uh, at AMBA headquarters as a consultant. Mm-hmm. I was working on a contract for EDS, Electronic Data Systems, who at the time was putting the network in place for the SIDLA system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So in the late 80s, early 90s, EDS had that contract, and I was a uh, state and uh, federal employee at EDS and then got assigned to this contract down in Arlington, Virginia at AMBA. So you started as a contractor, but then you s- transferred into being a... AMVA employee. Well, they recognize the talent, you know, <laughs> as AMVA is very good at recognizing a talent, Mr. Grossman. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I worked on the SIDLIS help desk for about six months. And then uh, one of the folks from the IT department uh, kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, uh, let's have a quick lunch. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. said, you know, we're, we're expanding our staff. Uh, the system has taken off in, in ways that we didn't anticipate so we're going to bring some staff on board yeah and i did and i i said absolutely uh it was a i, I really enjoyed the culture then it was a lot smaller sure right sure. i mean the staff uh 30 or 40 people is a lot smaller and i just like the service aspect of of being with a not-for-profit mm-hmm. that really appealed to me so i did i i jumped over from uh eds to work for AmvaNet. Right, it was a separate company at the time. Yes. So it, and it was a little separate in that you had the Amva Association employees that, you know, like the directors now, doing the conferences, the committees, and then you did have AmvaNet, which was, yeah, 15 people. Right. To kind of spearhead and, and direct the technical aspect that was growing quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so you stayed there in that role for how many years? Uh, probably four or five years. Yeah. Uh, I, I ended up doing, believe it or not, some communication work okay. for AMVA in, in the late um, 90s. Yep. So uh, I was there from 91 to 99. In the, in the mid, uh, mid-90s, again, someone taps me on the shoulder and says, you know, we really need to have a web presence Mm. so Mm. we want you to work with our consultant and a provider to develop the AMBA website Mm. so that was that was my project was the launching of the AMBA website which I believe was in 1995 
which would have been on the earlier side for organizations like that to have a web presence. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, and I always I took a lot of pride in that because at the time when even before people were waking up and discovering the Internet, yeah. because we had our private network and we had that relationship with IBM, mm -hmm. we were doing things like putting up a website way before other associations were. Right. We were doing email outreach. We were doing uh, message boards you know, on the internet to our jurisdictions because we had the network uh, way before yeah. the, the public internet. That was when people were first getting email addresses in those mid-90s. It was Absolutely. a new thing. Yes. Moving away from the inter-office folder where you signed your name and put it back in and sent it along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, that, that was a, a great period of, of AMBA and AMBA net expansion, you yeah. know, those, those eight years. I, I think I could chalk that up to be really being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. You know. And you're working with some of the folks that are still at AMBA now, I would imagine, in those yeah. early days. Yeah, Philippe Guillot was uh, just brought on board. Yep. Uh, and Patrice yep. w was there as well. Yeah. So uh, it, in the late 90s, then uh, going out to AMBA events, one of the uh, AMBA members, again, taps me on the shoulder, yep. says, let's have lunch. <laughs> and don't ever ask me to go to lunch. <laughs> um, and Sounds like you'll never say no. <laughs> I'll never say no to a good lunch. And so I, uh, they, they said, hey, you know, you're very well connected. You know, we can see that you know a lot of people. We'd like you to jump and come to work for us. And mm -hmm. that company was Even, who was an uh, internet uh, registration uh, e-registration company okay and it was a startup company and uh, I went to work with a few other seasoned AMBA community members mm -hmm. to run a couple of states operations all right so that's how I so I left AMBA to work for an AMBA associate member right yeah and you were in that world for yeah it's about three years okay you know like that day for those of you that remember you know in the there was a lot of startups. Oh, sure. And there was a lot of big plans on how the internet the, the was going to explode. Yeah, absolutely, and the whole dot You network. got it. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. you know, in, in 2001, uh, a lot of those plans, they just did. Everything burst. Yeah, that <laughs> bubble, the burst, whatever you call it. And so we were whittled down and then sold off. And yeah. at that point, um, I went to work for a, another uh, technology company, hmm. uh, ACS. Mm -hmm. Which was uh, also in the community. Yes, affiliated computer services. Yeah. So I did a three-year stint there, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't as motor vehicle related, mm -hmm. uh, believe it or not. I sold a I sold a software called Quorum mm. to uh, senators and congressmen on Capitol Hill. Mm. What did this software do? It was an automated uh, email response system. Huh. So it was a software that. Uh, as you can imagine, and the White House also used it at the time. They get emails or mail that comes in that has keywords. So based on those keywords, the software would would have a already pre-crafted response mm. that it would send back to the citizen. Mm. So the citizen felt like they were getting a response from the their elected official. So if in the, let's just for example, um, the email came into a senator and it had a keyword that that's just say motor vehicle crashes, mm -hmm. the, uh, the system quorum would automatically send a response back from the senator based on the keyword motor vehicle crashes 
with a pre-crafted response. Mm. And it wasn't a form letter type response. It was customized to those keywords. You got it. It almost sounds like a grandfather of, you know, chat GPT and, you know, AI and that kind of stuff. Uh, we used to, one of our selling points was that 99% of the elected officials that use it got reelected. Interesting. Because they were so responsive, yeah. right? And that's yeah, what people, personal touch. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Did the same thing with physical mail. I yeah. mean, you had people scanning physical mail, you know, there was custom words pop up. So um, then I really left the, the IT business for uh, some time. I did something really interesting, just, yeah way out in left yeah, field. This, yeah. this is where things t- took a bit of a turn for me. Uh, but it was good. It was, it was, it was great. And I, I, uh, I took a really different job. Okay. All yeah. right. And that stuck until the new AMVA opportunity came Absolutely. across your desk? You got it. I had, a, I had a beautiful six or seven year career. And then I was ready, ready for something <laughs> back inside. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And you know, this opportunity came up, and it's funny, the story, I met, I had met Marshall Rickard on Ken Island. I live on Ken Island in Maryland. He has a daughter that lives there. I saw Marshall Rickard on the island visiting his daughter, mm-hmm. and I, I came home, and I said, you know, I wonder what's up at AMVA. I haven't checked the AMVA website for a while, yeah. and there it is, careers, and they have yep. job openings, and just like now, we have all kinds of job openings sure. now. Yeah. Uh, I checked the website. There's sales manager, and I said, you know, I'm really qualified for that. I called Patrice because I had stayed in touch with her over the years. And she said, would you, you really, would, would you really want to do that? And I said, absolutely. Um, I, I really missed the AMBA community. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we, you hear us around the office or around at these conferences. We call it the AMBA family all sure, the time. Sure, absolutely. You know, and I really missed the service aspect to this, mm-hmm. the non-for-profit, you know, and the mission, you know, saving lives. I mean, it's, yep. it's real. And I believe, you know, now in the sales manager role, I bring new companies in that have new solutions to present those to the jurisdictions. I truly believe that, you know, some of these new solutions will save lives over time. So mm-hmm. for me in this position of sales manager and selling exhibits and sponsorships and advertising, it really is a service to the community to help get new companies involved. The older established companies, they get to present their new ideas as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all about you know, getting in front of the jurisdictions and showing off your, your new solutions. Yeah. And uh, I, I really like that aspect of it. So what year was it that you came back as sales manager? 2012. Okay, so you're, you just hit 10 years back. Yeah, yeah I'm coming up on 11, 11 years uh, at the AIC. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. And so it was a position, if I remember, there, it wasn't a vacancy that was open. It was a new position we created in the organization at the time, yeah. uh, recognizing the need to centralize and have someone in-house, like you say, managing those sales activities. Yeah, I, I, Ian, I really, I really believe what AMBA discovered, and you do discover when you have consultants sometime. Uh, we had a, a third party yeah. doing the sales, and they were charging a very uh, large rate yes, to do were. that. Yep. And I think over time at least the story I heard is that they found that they, they were not being as aggressive as maybe they could have been, that they were resting on some laurels and signing the same folks. And, uh, and we were paying them a lot of money to do that. That's right. And at the end of the day, uh, you could have an in-house uh, resource like, like me or someone else that, that would have a lot more interest in 
expanding the numbers, growing the association, mm -hmm. establishing relationships for a, for a lot less than you're charging a third party yeah, to do absolutely. it. Yeah. So when you come back in in 2012, surprised by how AMBA's changed, a linear path, you know, you must have had some reactions to go, oh, this, comparing this to what I left, this is uh, some interesting differences. Yeah, I, I would say the, the biggest difference was just the sheer size. Sure. You know, so I was gone for 13 years and, I mean, the organization and the number of applications we, we were now providing to the states. Yeah. And I, I really, the jurisdictions, I, I really think that was the biggest surprise. You know, I, when, I, when I left in, in 99, we were growing, but it was still you, the, the kind of uh, size company where you could all sit in a conference room together. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, 35, 40. Right. And when I came back, you know, we're sitting at 150. And right. I just... I was really surprised at that. Everything was more formalized. Sure, because they had to grow up and be a structured company. It, it was more of a big boy association. Yeah. No, or girl, sorry, big boy or girl association. Uh, so that was probably the biggest surprise, yeah. yeah. And then we've continued to grow over these past 10 years that you've, or coming up on 11 years that you've been here. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I see a path forward for AMBA for exponential growth, really, over the next five to ten years. You know, I have numbers in my head. I'm not going to say them on the podcast. <laughs> I do. But I really, I really do see a path forward for AMBA that, you know, the growth where we are now to the next level is doable, it's attainable, and I believe it's within our reach. We have... Uh, you know, the staff hires we've been making have been significant. The resources internally. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the biggest struggle for us really is is trying to get fully staffed, mm -hmm. which is something we've struggled with for the last yeah. two or three years. You know, we always have 10 or 15 or, or 20 openings. Yeah. And it's true across the whole industry. It's yeah, not absolutely. It's not just you know, Everybody is struggling for retention and retention recruitment everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. So yeah. when you think about you know the growth and what's fueling the growth, certainly we've had lots of guests on here talking about how the business of the motor vehicle agency and state patrols are constantly changing. You're more in touch on a regular basis with the private sector, the business partners that make up our associate membership. And so you know what what are you seeing on that side of the house that are these trends and these changes that are fueling some of some of this growth? Like. Like the greater IT industry, I think I'm signing more associate members that are smaller, more nimble, and able to run niche businesses or niche services for uh, that, that apply to our motor vehicle agency mm -hmm. uh, members. I think when I first started this, it, it felt like a lot of really big, long-established companies. Yeah. You know, we had, we had, you know, 80 or so associate member companies, very big, well-established. Now I, I have much smaller companies coming to me saying, hey, we want to be part of this because we provide, you know, this X service that not only can we sell directly to the jurisdiction as mm -hmm. a service, but we can subcontract out to some of the bigger providers and the, the bigger um companies that are very well established. So they're seeing it as a way to come into the association, not just for the jurisdictions, but for all the other companies that are already established here. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm seeing a lot more of that, there's no doubt. And so, and we've seen that associate member number grow. Absolutely. Because you mentioned it was 120 or so when you started, and we are now at? 230. Amazing. 
it, it is, you know, and uh, some some of the biggest companies in the world mm-hmm. also. Yes. Right. So, so it's that the, those two things happen simultaneously it, where you've got those new startup and this kind of new boom of small startup niche companies and some of the largest companies in the world that previously maybe never even had the DMV community on their radar are now associate members, exhibitors, sponsors, attendees, engaging in a way five years ago they would have been Amva who? Absolutely right. And when I talk to them, it's it's about personal mobility and personal identity. Mm. And Amva's right in the middle of that. Yeah. I mean, our, our jurisdiction members are vital to some of their missions and objectives because we, you know, we influ- influence personal uh, identity, personal mm-hmm. mobility, and, and the issues that surround it in our jurisdictions that, you know, register title vehicles and or um, issue driver licenses or identifications. And so, yes, the, some of the biggest companies in the world want to be here at mm-hmm. AMBA. Mm-hmm. And um, signing them all up for our annual conference in <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin, <laughs> got them all on board. It's going to be it's going to be a fantastic event. Yeah, good good plug for the AIC. That's that's exciting. Yeah. Actually, it's it's exciting. You know, it's a it's a not a small thing, but it's a very specific thing. Um, at the AIC in Madison, we have the opportunity because of the facility to have one of the bigger exhibit halls we've had in a number of years. Yeah, it's it for me as a as a, as a sales manager, someone that that is going out to promote a product or service. The a- I look at the ASC as a product, and this product this year is spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, the, last year in Baltimore was fantastic. We went over a thousand attendees for for the first time, and that I think a lot of folks there just saw the momentum. And I know that the companies that I deal with were very excited for me to go to them and say, "Hey, we have a huge exhibit hall. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you know, buy four, ten, four, six, eight, right. ten booths." Go ahead and buy them and put up big displays, and we are going to have some really big, you know, spectacular yeah. displays, like you see at some of the bigger events around right. the country. Right. Yeah. And then having the facility to allow those big visuals, it'll be exciting energy. I think hopefully that'll be be around there. Absolutely. And what do you hear from them when you have these conversations? And it, obviously, they're getting value out of it because they come back year after year and more come in. You know, I know we've heard from the jurisdictions the value of talking with industry interacting with industry sometimes they're the ones that have the new technology that members can learn from mm-hmm. um, they have to rely them on as business partners to do products but you know what's the reverse story it's got to be more than just we're selling a product and this is the plate where my buyers are yes. i mean that, i think that's that's the starting point that's the easy point of here are your buyers in one place and you've got a product to sell but I'd have to imagine the repeat appearances and the repeat business, knowing that state government is not a traditional buyer. You can't right. go to an exhibit hall and just sign a contract. They've got procurement and policies. And so uh, talk to me about how the private sector see that value proposition. Yeah, you know, I, often when I'm talking to, to new associate members, I, I use the phrase, uh, in this community and, and establishing you know, the, the, the kind of relationship and trust you need to sell your, your product or service. It is not a sprint, but it's not a marathon either. And mm-hmm. so what they, what they get out of becoming an associate member and attending the events is establishing a relationship with these uh, 
decision makers across the United States and Canada. You know, I take the AMBA booth out to other shows. Okay, I go mm-hmm. all over the United States with the AMBA booth, and I, and I stand there, and I, I do what our vendors do when they come here. And I can tell you that the, the kind of value they get at the AMBA events is much more mm-hmm. than what I get, and I go out to other events. Right. Okay, there's more networking. We, our, our team, your team, does a great job at kind of funneling that networking within the exhibit hall, or to you know sponsors through Quick Connect or through other events, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we do a much better job with our product, and that product being conferences, yep. than the other associations that I have frequented yep. over the past ten Interesting. years. Interesting, you know, and you you go to plenty as an attendee. Sure, you know, and that's how we get them to keep coming back. Yeah, I, I think it's value. I really do, and it's the networking opportunities that we provide. I've always said that. Well, it's, you know, at, when I talk about AMVA, I talk about how it is we we are the network because we're the network to bring the people together. Mm-hmm. And we are the actual network, actual network where you yeah. started your career in, yeah. in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, it is the place to come. Yeah. So as I, as I said, you know, I, I see the growth that we've enjoyed through the pandemic, which I was very surprised. But even through the two or three years where... We were not having events. Mm-hmm. I was still getting, you know, uh, 15, 20 new associate members a year. And, and I think coming out of that period, they see even more value. Mm-hmm. They're doing 95% of their job via email and uh, on the phone, but nothing they were finding substitutes for spending time at in an AMBA event and seeing their prospects and clients face-to-face. Mm-hmm. You know, and participating in some fun events like we just had yesterday yeah. here, you know, there is no replacement for that. That's right. Yeah. That is not going away. So I, I have to be a little selfish and ask. Um, you've also been able to get some sponsor support for this little product of our of our podcast. That was a COVID invention. Yes. Yeah. I, and, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a sales guy. and <laughs> it, But the numbers have been tremendous. This, yeah. this is a very... You know, when you have something and you can show to clients, to prospects that, hey, you know, it's being listened to. Yeah. It's being read. It is, you know, it's worth your while to get your brand awareness attached to this uh, communication vehicle that we're putting out. Absolutely. I, I got a waiting list for this. <laughs> love it. Love I shouldn't it. say that to you. <laughs> I, devalue, I devalue my value by saying that. But no, yeah. I have so many companies that are interested in it because so many people listen to these podcasts at AMBA. You know, and, and you do a good job. Amba does a good job at promoting them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, hey, you know, this just dropped. And, and you know, here's a subject you really need to be in tune with. Uh, I know it's a real challenge to keep these interesting and to keep the <laughs> subjects up. I, I, I keep saying, you know, sooner or later, man, they're going to run about. It's going to run out of guests. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then all you have to do is kind of look up. You open up the Amba playbook and go look at all the things that we do. Sure. We, well, we were almost out, and we're like, well, I guess we'll interview Ron. <laughs> no, yeah, gee, no, the no. bottom of the barrel, no, yeah, no, sure. No, 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 no worries. Yeah. No, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. So I also want to ask you, as we start to, start to wrap up, um, you also have a personal connection and history you know, as it relates to AMVA and your personal life. You're... Yeah, well, yes. I, you know, someone that worked during my first go-round, um, we... 
reconnected after I left, you know, and, and got out of the community. She still worked at AMBA, Renee Tieski, my, my loving wife now, 20 some years, 20 years. Um, yes. And so, it, and it's funny, it's funny you should say that because, I, you know, like this event, I'm at, we're at Region 2, we're in, yep. in Norfolk. And I'll say, you know, you know, the days are so long and, you know, you know, and, you know, it's really. And as soon as I, you know, start any kind of murmuring or under the breath, you know, I'm going to, oh, I got to go here for five. She goes, Rob, I did that. I know what it's like. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> You're going to do nothing but see people, talk to people, go out with people. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. And, you know, you can't pull there, that on me. <laughs> absolutely. There's been some some instances where she's going, I'll go. I know everybody. You stay home with the dogs. I'll go sleep in a hotel room in a beautiful waterfront location for a few days. No worries. Yeah. So. So, yes. Um, and and she's been to some of the annual conferences and, you know, loves seeing everybody. Yeah. What did she do when she was with Amva? Uh, she worked for Mike Calvin in driver services. Oh, all right. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Slagle, who. Yeah. Uh, was a former employee sure. now now with Cytalis. She worked with Jeff and uh, yeah wrote, wrote a lot of the driver service manual that uh, in the in the nineties late nineties. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. So she's part of the Amba family. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Once once you're in, you always have that card, card and, with you. You know, and she met her best friend at at Amba, and yeah, they talk to each other every week. Her husband's here, you know, at Region Two, so. Absolutely. Amva's, Amva has been part of my life now for 32 years and, and really, a, you know, a primary part of my life. Yeah. Um, a lot of those years where I wasn't working at Amva, Renee was. So I went to the AIC and uh, Betty Syrian's AIC in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, I was there for that. So I even got to go to some Amva events, even when I was the uh, guest, Very the significant cool. other. So you've yeah. you've seen it from all the parts oh, and pieces. I, I have, I have. It, it is, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I I think you can do a lot of things in this world. I really do. But I think, for me, this this was a place that I always felt comfortable with, felt comfortable at, and again, I like the service element of this. You know, I worked in the private sector. You know, yeah. it, it's. Uh, it's a different. It's a different feeling, you know. It's a, yeah. it's about the bottom line. You have uh, shareholders sure. and stockholders, and but here, it's about the service. And you know, Anne and you have been very specific about service to members. Mm -hmm. You know, and even you know, helping expand the program within Business Solutions, the group that I work in, with service to associate members, right. but service to the jurisdictions, service to members. Uh, I mean, y'all talk about that all the time. It's key to whatever, everything that we do, service to members. Yeah. So uh, I like that aspect of it. That's great. Yeah. Well, Rob, thanks for spending some time chatting, sure. telling us about your story, a little bit behind the curtain people don't get to hear about and your background. Yeah. It, you know, it, and to go from, the, I mean, my career went from, uh, what, 9.6 baud to now <laughs> the, cloud, <laughs> the cloud, right? You know, I mean, that's that's quite a journey. It is. So. And there'll be something after the cloud. We'll be back on the 100th anniversary, and we'll know what that is by then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you're still here in 10 years still, yeah, still let's doing this see. with Amber. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't, I, as I'm looking out at the waterfront of the Chesapeake Bay going, oh, yeah, it looks pretty nice out there. Right yeah, now. fair enough. <laughs>
That's for another day. All right, Robert. Thanks again. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody, this week. As always, thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Until next week, everyone, stay well. Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast, hosted by Ian Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode was brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.